Today's take action tip is one of the most overlooked things in business. A lot of business owners fail to properly identify and model their ideal client. This process is so important. It's a big mistake that people make trying to be everything to everyone. You want to be something to someone, and that's your ideal client. Hope you enjoy it. What I really needed was to recreate myself, which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. Okay, you're gonna learn the ultimate lesson that I paid the ultimate price to give to you now is this is a take action tip on creating your ideal client and to go through a very thoughtful exercise on making sure that what you do is what you want. And let me tell you a quick story here. So in um, over the 25 years I was in financial services, I learned to do a lot of things because I was a solopreneur. I worked for a company called Prudential and I went independent for a little while. And when you become independent, you start to learn all of the things that you need to do that big companies usually do for you. So you acquire a lot of skills. And then I, I kind of migrated back to the big company world and started growing my organization. <clears throat> and I would wander around the marketplace, Steve, and I would talk to people and I would just kind of fish for stories and fish for problems. I, that's called fishing from the mouth. If you ask somebody what's going on, they're typically going to tell you. So I came up with a lot of problems and, you know, they had many of the problems that, that I had, and, but they didn't know how to solve them, but I did. So I'd recruit them to my world and I would build a plan to help solve their problem. And that worked just fine early on. It didn't work so well later um, because as I created more, more relationships that way, I started to be in a world where I had a lot of fires always going and I had to put the fires out. And the, the big mistake I made um, was that I should have been looking for people with a very specific problem and have a very specific solution to that instead of looking for people that have a problem. Because once you learn how to sell, finding someone that has a problem is not going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of problems out there, right? Oh, you got problems, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got problems. So if you're, if you're out there looking for, for problems and you're building solutions a la carte, you're going to go crazy and you know, roll the clocks up 25 years later. I have you know, relationships with directly and indirectly with almost 500, 600 people, 150 people full time. And it was un unmanageable. So this exercise is about creating your ideal relationship and working backwards from solving that ideal person's very specific problem with a very specific solution. And that's what this episode is going to be about. I hope you enjoy it. Um, this one isn't very sexy, but man, is it important, right? Did you ever, did you ever try to like end up doing something and then you, once you get there, you're like, holy shit, I don't want to be here. Yeah, definitely. I do a lot with um, training, and a lot of times I try to do, I like to all aspects of training, mm -hmm. but you have to find which piece that I'm best at. So there's jump training, right. but there's nutrition, there's mindset, there's mobility, there's a tons of different things, and you want to be an expert at one. It's kind of like reverse engineer it. Yeah, exactly. And so this is where we're going to reverse engineer relationships, because what happened is I had I had so much stress that not contributed in a very large scale to my my physical demise. And so this, this exercise after, you know, finding your purpose is who do you want to help in the world? And that comes down to the type of people you enjoy the most. 
because everything leaves clues. All of your life is a giant uh, manufactured uh, uh, assembly of, of results of things you've done. Some are fun, some are not so fun. So you want to be aware of what you like to do and who you'd like to do that with because if you have uh, no bad clients, you have no bad days. But if you have a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people that have problems and you recruit them to your world and you build a la carte solutions for their problems, you're going to have a business that has no systems and a lot of chaos. So let's work backwards from that. And I think I told you when, when I was, right after I got sick, I went to Africa. And when I went to Africa, I wanted to see the animals. You know, you get this, this, this news that you're going to be probably dead. So I, I wanted to go to Africa. I went with my best friend. We went to, uh, we went to uh, Zimbabwe. We flew into Johannesburg, flew over to uh, uh, Victoria Falls, and took a took a jeep into the jungle. And in the jungle, uh, we had this really luxurious uh, tour guide. And I said, "Man, I want." He goes, "What do you want to see?" I said, "Well, I want to see the lions. I always wanted to see the lions hunt." <clears throat> and he said, "Well, he says lions aren't as easy to find as you would think. They don't run around the the." Um, the, the, they don't run around like a wild animal. They kind of bed down all day. Lions are like the ultimate observationalists. They just sit there and kind of watch and watch and watch. So they look at the herd. And I want you to think of your, your, your business like this. All right? If you're in business, you want to look at your community, your local community first as the herd. And what a lion will do is it'll study that herd forensically. It'll just continue to watch very patiently, very deliberately. It'll do its research. It'll identify a weak spot in the herd. And when the weak spot is identified, the lion will pounce, and it'll separate the many from uh, the few from the many. You know, they try to separate it down to something that they can conquer. So you don't want the whole market; you want a very specific part of the market. And you know, I think it's three percent, three percent of the market. So you can start to study the weaknesses and really identify what you can do for them. Um, so you have to go through the process of doing the research and doing the forensic study of, of a market. And a lot of people um, don't do this. Like they, they hang a shingle and they hang a sign and they take all comers. And some of that you have to do. But I could, I could, I could argue with a lot of people that that is the, the uh, recipe for failure and chaos. Um, so great clients bring you joy. You know, there's some people that I just love to work with, and there's some people that were on my calendar in the morning. I would, I'd almost like not want to go into work. I, they're like the toxic people, always pissing and moaning about something. Um, and when you work with the same person over and over and over again, you get to be very, very good at specializing. Like think about the doctor, right? If you had a right. bad, your bad knee, you're not going to the general practitioner. You want to go to a, a sports doctor. You jump and you're a performer. So you want to have the best doctor looking at it. So once you solve a very specific problem, you have an opportunity to become known for something. You want to become known for, for something. And uh, I think, you know, I go eat at the restaurants, right? What do I ask the restaurant every single time I sit down? Uh, what are you known for here? Yeah, because if, if they're known for something, the waiter will know. And if you don't know anything about that restaurant, you can, you know, you want them to, to brag about what their best, best, best move is, you know, what's their best dinner, their best, their best plate. Um, so that's, that's the, the, the basis of the ideal client. And it's going to take research and thought and, and white, what's called white space. Cause right now we don't have a lot of white space in our lives. You know, what white space is. No. It's a copywriting term. White space means if you if you look at a, a, a blank newspaper, you know, remember the days when there was a newspaper, 
And if the, the very effective ads would not have a lot of words in them. The very effective ads would have like a catchy one or two word uh, statement and a lot of white, white space around it so you can really focus in on mm-hmm. what that is and then become curious and read the subcopy. So in life, we have no white space. We have no you know, open space where our brains don't have to process something. There's a lot of clutter, particularly with uh, social media and a lot of the digital distractions. One interesting thing that you mentioned to me about this ideal client is once you specialize and you kind of choose something that I thought was really interesting is that mm-hmm. you have to kind of say no to a lot of business. And I, I know like for myself, it's like I want to say yes to everybody. You want to make money. You want mm-hmm. to accept and get better and keep helping more people. But you have to say no, which is an interesting point. Oh, of course. You know, once you have the ideal client, you have to solve their problems first so you can take care of yourself because it's kind of like being in the airplane when they say put your mask on first before helping others. Yeah. You can't do anything for anybody if you're not, you don't have the resources to build a team and an organization. So the best thing you can do is target your most profitable niche and the most uh, effective uh, niche that you can perform in. Mm-hmm. And you will start to, gen- to generate revenue because when you're a kid, right, I equate this to a house party. Uh, my mom, my brother played for the Toronto Blue Jays when we were in high school. When I was a senior, my mom and dad would drive up to St. Catharines, Canada to see him. So it was like a 10-hour drive each way. So they were gone for like three days. They'd leave on Thursday. Uh, so I had Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night to myself in my house alone because I was the youngest of six. Everybody was gone. So guess what I did? No idea. What do you think? Parties? Yeah, I have had a party. So initially, we'd, t- we'd, tell, we'd tell you know my buddies... And, you know, we we're all played sports, so the objective was to have a quiet party so my neighbors wouldn't dime me out. And, and sure enough, they would tell other people like us that had the party, and pretty soon there was 200 people at my house. <laughs> so we had to have the police come to get people out. Word spreads fast, all right, amongst like-minded people. So your ideal client in your community, you could become known for something very quickly. If someone's known, like if you see a good restaurant and they're known for having amazing pasta, like you have great pasta and you specialize in pasta, now pretty soon people will tell others about your pasta. And that's what you want to become known for in your, in your client space is, is what, that, what that solution is for that ideal crowd. And you want something that will light you up. You don't want something. You want something that you... Right. Do you ever see a waiter? Like, you've, you've been to eat with me enough mm-hmm. times when I, I, like, ask somebody about what they, you know, what they're known for. If the waiter lights up, you know, his physiology lights up, he gets enthusiastic, he gets certain. There's a French guy down here in Hollywood, uh, and I don't like French food, but he's so certain that I'll like his food, I, I keep trying new dishes. <laughs> he, he, he tried to pass a clam on to me. Not a clam. Uh, what's the other thing? Oysters? No, worse. It's the thing that slimes around. Oh, snail. snails. Yeah. And, and uh, he almost talked me into it because he was so enthusiastic. Like, my sauce, my, my, these, these, these uh, snails are, my, I was like, I don't like snails. Yeah. I don't want a snail. But he was close. Close, yeah. Yeah, light, lights it up. So when you, when you have that ideal client, you got to use the Sam Walton process to start to identify who that client is. You want to stroll the aisles of that market. So if you want to work with, doctors right you want to be around doctors you want to stroll the aisles and you know go to their groups start to look at read their magazines start to become forensically uh, aware of what they're doing and what articles are 
are popular amongst the doctors if it's a doctor. Uh, it's just one market. But you want to just like Sam Walton would would go to other countries and he'd stroll the aisles of other of other uh, department stores mm-hmm. to get ideas. So it starts to to, to get ideas and, and and percolates that. Now, of course, last take action tip was on purpose. So your purpose kind of will direct you to your ideal client because there's a reason you, you've you identified you know what the world needs, what you're good at, what you can make money at, and what drives your economic engine and your uh, drives your, uh, your capabilities. So you kind of have an idea probably of what that actual market is. You know, if you can have, I always just say, if you could clone a client, who would it be? Mm-hmm. You know, and that becomes what marketers would call their the avatar. You know, the, the ideal client, you know, there's a lot of different... Uh, I don't know where the word came from. I mean, I think Avatar, I think about the, the, the cartoon. The yeah, yeah. but that Avatar was the perfect person. I think that's kind right. of what the, what the word means. Um, and then once you have that Avatar, you got to go through the process of building what I call Frankenstein's monster. Do you ever see Frankenstein? Yeah. What? Do you remember the movie? Yeah, he built him from all the different pieces of person. He built it from the good pieces. He, yeah. built, he was building, trying to build the, the perfect person. And of course, he ended up being a monster because you couldn't do it. But that Frankenstein's monster on paper was a good idea. You know, the best brain, the best body, the most handsome, yeah. the fastest. And, you know, he put this monster together. But you can do that with a real person kind of on paper. Like, what does your ideal client do? What kind of family life do they have? Uh, how do they socialize? How do they interact? What's their interpersonal uh, social style? Right, you can go through this whole thing because you know who you like to mm-hmm. hang out with because that's who you hang out with. If you don't like to hang out with people, what do you do? Nothing. Yeah, you bounce them. <laughs> and you want to you want to get that you know in your mind's eye a, a picture of what that market is and who that person is, and then you want to to profile that person to the action you know, and find the actual person that is your ideal client. So my ideal my ideal client uh, right now is a financial advisor who's married, who's plus or minus five years my age. Who wants to transform? Uh, he's got a, a level of income that makes it makes him very capable to pay me uh, well enough that I can solve a very big problem for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, he's, and it's a guy, right? Because most financial advisors are men at this point. But I do work with some women. But the idea is to to have that message like you're talking to that ideal client and. And to do it offline first, because a lot of people want to do things uh, online. They want to go directly to online. They want to test something, and they go to market with something they're not sure that works because they haven't tested it. So the process of building your Frankenstein's monster is find out who would, who that person is, all right, and then forensically study them and think about that. And if you could clone them and have three hundred of them, that's what you want to do, all right. And you want to do it organic first. A lot of people, a lot of people want to go directly online. And once you have that person, you know, go to their social media, see what they're liking, see what they're sharing, see what groups they're in, see what periodicals they're they're um, they're subscribing to, see what articles they're they're reading, see what um, what movies they like, and then it'll start to have a a basis for building what I call your your first list. So a take action tip is to have an ideal client by industry, have that ideal client identified as as a person that you know. Model that person's tendencies, and then you're going to start building your list of that person. So typically from, from like the house party, that person will, will breed others like that person. Um, 
and then and then and then once that's done um you know this isn't very sexy either i would i would make a list of a hundred i'd find a hundred people that fit that that profile you may not know a hundred people but you can easily build a list now with linkedin you can do a linkedin uh, boolean search if you don't know what it is it's called a boolean search on linkedin by profession and it'll give you a list of all the local people that have that title. I think it's title colon profession in LinkedIn. It's called a Boolean search. And you can start to get a list of people. And, and you know, your ideal clients knows other ideal clients. You can start to build that list and work the, the networking process and then get to the process and the point in time when you can survey them. The most important part of this whole exercise is the actual surveying. It's like the, the, you know, what Tupperware used to do with house parties. Like they used to get a bunch of people around that were housewives and they would they'd talk about what they needed and the Tupperware person would bring all the things they need to the party. And, and this is not so different with your ideal client. Um, and then, you know, you just, start to, you just start to become known and you build your skills at solving that pain that that exact audience has. Because when you... When you survey your ideal client, and I'll, and I'll close with this. This is probably the most important part. It's a question, um, and I call this question the barometer question because here in Miami, every day at 3 o'clock in hurricane season, the, the bad weather comes in. It gets dark and gloomy, and the barometer, which is right here. I have actual barometer because I use it as a prop. The barometer measures pressure. So pressure goes down when the weather's bad, and it goes back up to fair when the weather's good. So I ask people, um, in the continuum of good and bad weather in their lives, I ask them this question live all the time because it's going to get a very good, very high-powerful answer, is in the continuum of good and bad weather, uh, one is you know Hurricane Dorian, which we had last year, and 10 is clear skies in San Diego. Where do you find yourself now? And they're going to they're gonna mark their own place. Sometimes they're not going to tell you the right answer, but they're going to mark their own place. And then I ask them this simple question. What's the one problem that you live with on a daily basis or intermittently that if it went away and no longer existed would make your life more close to a 10? And they're going to give you an answer. They're either going to give you the answer of the actual problem or they're going to give you the answer of what I call story of the problem. All right. So if somebody's broke, it's like, I don't have any money. Like, that's not the problem. That's the story of the problem. Why don't you have any money? All right. It'll come down to a, a real answer. And that's a basis to start looking at that one answer across 10 ideal clients that you survey will be the basis of a product that you can build to build a very large and very profitable business solving that one problem, particularly if it keeps coming up. So for me, I was asking financial advisors what their problem was just recently. And a lot of them right now are stuck at home because they're used to building businesses out kissing babies and shaking hands. Like they're not doing that right now. They're stuck at home. So they needed a way to meet people and do business online and get their practice back to capacity. So I built a product that did that and it's doing tremendously well. And when I talk to people live or in emails or in my ads i say if you're stuck at home and you can't get new clients we have a simple way to get you targeted introductions and that was the basis of a product so this segment is so important in business the research 
that a lot of people step over it and think they know what the problem is. They don't. And we got to find out. Hope this helps. <laughs>